Welcome to the new media show. We're back. Doing the new media show again. People are actually going to listen to this junk. We do it live. We're live right now. We'll just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We just can't get enough. The new media show. Let's go. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. Bada bing, bada boom. The new media show. We do it live. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We're going live. The new media show. I'm like Adam Curry, and you're more like John C. Devorah. I think I am Adam Curry, and you're the old curmudgeon. We do it live on the new media show again. The new media show. Technology. We make it sound so special. And it is so special. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the new media show. Rob, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, Todd. It's great to be back doing the show again. It seems like... uh, you know, it's like old days doing this show every every time we do it. Yeah, and you know, uh, <laughs> last uh, last Wednesday it was snowing, and yes. I was snowed in, and on a horrible yeah, internet connection. <coughs> yeah, did me. you? I don't think you even made it into your studio, did you? Nope, never left yeah. the house for about right. thirty six hours, and wow, yeah, we got we got about twelve inches, but it was blowing and. Yeah, I just worked from home. It was the most two productive days <laughs> I have literally had in years. I didn't turn the TV on, didn't have no radio on. I just wow. crawled out of bed, sat down at the desk, and worked for 12 hours. <laughs> it's the power of focus, right? Is that what the message is? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and the kitchen was right there, so I went and made myself a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, no, it was... You know, it, you need a snow day once in a while. I just wish I didn't have any internet, so I could have just like slept in or something. You know, right. <laughs> or you had a justification for being offline. Right? Yeah. yeah, but uh, no such thing. But I had to suffer through the how should we say it the the blazing fifteen megs down and three megs up. <laughs> I was actually able or to have, it should be glacial. I think is the right way of calling. That, yeah, right? yeah. I was able to have some zoom meetings, but people said I was, or, you know, twitching. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the cool new thing. It's like, it's like a jittery thing, right? That's yeah. right. But uh, big news today. Big, big news. Matter of fact, I entitled this show uh, on YouTube, uh, podcast hall of fame inductees have been announced. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. I don't know if you want to pull it up on the screen, Todd, to show yeah, show so, everybody on the video side. So and, I, I went. It, the regular website was not updated when I uh, let me go and see if I if yeah it, yeah it's updated now. All right, because I saw the press. Uh, here we go. All right, so let's go ahead and and bring up the big screen. And uh, what we have is the podcast Hall of Fame twenty twenty two induction list. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Dr. Virginia Ginger Campbell, brain science. Oh, this this is, yeah, she's a long, 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 long time podcaster. Yep. Actually, that that is a pretty consistent thread here across um, most of the inductees. So, yeah. of course, Mark Marin with WTF. Mm-hmm. Nikayla Matthews Akomi, Side Hustle Pro. I don't even know how long she's been podcasting. I, she's been in the medium for. I think uh, 2017, something like that. So fairly new, but yeah. she's had an impact. So da- yeah. Dr. Emily, interesting, two doctors in the group. Dr. Emily Morris, Sex with Emily, Chick Flick, Production LLC. 
And she's been around the medium a very long time, too. She started back in 2005. So she's been around a long time. And holy smokes, Dave Slusher. I bet you there's a lot of people here who have no idea who he is. He's actually, what's what's interesting about Dave is that Dave actually started podcasting before you or I did. That's right. And also, he's been doing his podcast every, consistently, I don't know if it's every week, but he's been doing it consistently every week since then. <laughs> and so he's still producing yeah, Eva Genus Chronicles? Yep. And it's quite it's a still, show. It is. He's He's got an amazing voice. I mean, if you've ever listened to his podcast, he's just got a smooth and... and he's definitely got a face yeah. for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Dave is a very good example of, you know, to a large extent, um, who was involved in podcasting back in the early days. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a geek. He's a programmer. Um, he, um, so he's into technology, but he's... He really has done, it's really, I mean, I think he was one of the first solo casters, actually. Yeah. And then so. Evo Terra, of course. Yep. Uh, everyone knows Evo. A lot of, well, most people do. Glenn Washington. Mm-hmm. Who was snap, snap Judgment. Yeah, it's been a long time public radio program for yep. many years. And Molly yep. Wood, This Week in Startups. Oh, so. She's got a long history in the medium, too. Right. So here is the list, and uh, again, eight inductees. I, I personally know three of the eight. Mm-hmm. I, I I may have met uh, Ginger some some years ago at a podcast conference. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive I have, but I haven't seen her in some years. Yeah, uh, I but. I knew probably half of these folks prior to this. Yeah. The other half, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've known I'm, about for many years. Yeah. I just haven't had a, a direct conversation. I, with. I'm, I'm yeah. familiar with, uh, with Emily from yep. sex with Emily mm-hmm. and I'm familiar with Molly. Yep. I, I don't know if I've ever met her or not. And then Glenn Washington, I'm sure I've met him, but I, I just, but I don't know if I've met Nikala. Nikala, is that how you pronounce it? Ah, uh, Nikala. Nikala. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I've met her. You know, here's the thing: you go to events, and well, some of these folks don't don't go to podcast movement, or I mean, that's just oh, there's yeah. not a history of them. A lot of them going. I got so, you. Yeah. Well, I think Ginger, Doctor Campbell, has been to some in the early days. She, yeah. she was early. How, how long has she been podcasting? I, th- I think. A, 2005, I think. Yeah. Six. Something so like a that. while, you know. I so. Think she's been doing that show as long as I, I, I think, um, you know, Emily Morse has been doing her show. So I think she's been around a long time. So how long has Emily been doing her? She's been doing her show that long? Since 2000? 2000? 2005 is when she started. Wow, Really? Huh. Well, awesome. Well, and now, now she does a live show on Sirius XM. So, so it's actually, it's a combination of a live program that she does with uh, Sirius XM and as a podcast. Was she partnered with someone else in the early days? Can't remember. Or has that always been her? She was working pretty closely with um, Loveline for for many years. So she was doing, doing a show with, with um, 
Dr. Drew and Adam. Right, 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 right. There's where right. I... Right. That's right. So, awesome. So, very diverse group and uh, some definitely some OG folks there. You know, Mark Marin with WTF. You yeah, know. well, um, uh, Mark has been a been a attendee of podcast movement. He's yep. I've actually I've seen him a couple times yep. at that event. I've talked to Mark uh, a number of times over the years. Yep. And uh, so anyway, great list. There are so many, many more. Oh, and, there, and, there and, are. <laughs> and here's the you know, here's the thing. Rob and I have got a little bit of insider baseball on this because we got to see the full the full list. list. Right. And th- there's a huge number of people on that list that are all like we, we, we could have inducted twenty five. Oh, probably more. Yeah, <clears throat> easily. You know. Plus um plus as I've been thinking about the Hall of Fame more and more, I keep coming up with new names. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it just creates a pool of folks that for consideration in future years. Yeah, uh, I, I think the pool is strong, and I think uh, that pool is very deserving. And I think over the subsequent years, there's going to be more people that get added to that list for yeah. consideration too that have an impact. You know, there was, I, again, on that list, you know, there's a couple of people that I added to the list that, did not make the cut here and you had some and oh yeah you know so and i'm sure as these folks come on board and they start suggesting names too and it just the pool gets bigger yep. so you know i hope that over the next couple of years we can do you know the same repetition of number of it's going to take a while to pull everybody in so you know it's just right. like you want to honor everyone that you can but it's just, it's just not practical time-wise and that's and money-wise too it's not you know that's the that's the the restriction i originally wanted to have 10 people in minimum Mm -hmm. uh but podcast movement you know decided just because of the duration of the of the ceremony right um that that it needed to be eight so um but i think that there are some nominees that should be here but aren't for a variety of reasons right um but that's that's something that we'll deal with in the future. Yep. I agree. And again, you know, if you're wondering again, there was, there was a lot of names, a lot. Yeah. And some, some do us, some came to us via social said, Hey, what about this person? What about, and those, those names were largely added just carte blanche. We didn't say no. Right. You know, if, if someone made a suggestion like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot her or him or yeah you know and those names are still coming to mind and i can i i can I, I thought of a couple today too that i how did i forget that <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's like um yeah so i think that we'll see this this organization so the 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 nominations and the voting for the selections i we should be clear about this are done by the past inductees that's right um, so that's the current organization. Um, and, and I don't know that we'll, we'll ever have a public submission process. I'm not sure, but there, you know, who knows, there might be some sort of public voting that comes to this at some point, but I'm not sure if that's warranted or not, Todd. I don't know what you're thinking on that is. Well, um, or should it be just peer, peer reviewed and selected? You know, I think the group now is diverse enough that that can happen. 
Well, I think that we have enough. It's like no one was excluded. That's the thing. You know, names yeah. names you suggested, I suggested something came on social media. We added them to the list without yeah. without even right. You know, batting an eye. Right. right. It was like, yeah, so it wasn't like people was were not considered. Right. You know, and then everyone got voted on mm-hmm. too. And boy, that was hard. That was hard to, to vote that the list. A couple of people yeah. I voted for did not make it. I'm sure same with you, you know, yep. but yep. it was just yep. one of, and I think as the voting pool gets bigger, we add these eight inductees. It's going to help. It'll help right. add more. So I think the process is okay at this point, but mm-hmm. yeah, some we'll, people may we'll learn from it and, and evolve it if we need to. And because there's always going to be someone's going to be left behind, you know, it, yeah, there's no way to avoid it. You know, I, I just and, and just sitting here, I just thought of somebody else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, damn, how come their name isn't on the, yeah. wasn't on the list, you know? So yeah, it's, totally. it's and, and I'm not trying to go all the way back to 05. Well, that's a good point, Todd, because if you go look at the website, if you want to go to podcasthof.com uh, and look it up on the about page, it does have a new criteria for inclusion in the Hall of Fame that's different than the original one that was started back in 2015 and went through 2018. Um, so um, it's it's been I don't know if it's been relaxed, Todd, but I I think well it's er, got to be early on it was 10 years minimum right now it's right five years now it's minimum, five but years but that's not even five years it isn't even really that hard and fast. So I think that. Um... I think there has to be some time. Yeah. You know, someone comes in is comes in today and it's gone tomorrow. Did they really move the space and have it, you know, have a, uh, an impact. And have I, they been around long enough to have an impact. Right. And I can, I, the other thing. I can honestly say all these folks have had an impact, you yeah. know, and created great content. That's the main thing here. We've got a incredible, list of creators and, and, and here's the, another thing too. They're not creators that get talked about all the time. We're not, there isn't, you know, we're, you don't see the names you see in the news every, a few of these folks have good pu- a pu- a publicist, but yeah. for the most part, how many people know Dave Slusher and Eva G- Genius Chronicles? I would say, you know, unless you were an early days podcaster, you probably don't know about them. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's where some of the old timers had some influence on Dave's induction. But, you know, look at Mark Marin. He's still still cranking. Well, I think Dave didn't Mark start like back in two thousand eight he, time frame. He's yeah. been in well, as long as I can remember. It all runs yeah. together for me. Yeah. And you look at Evo, Evo's been doing stuff for years. Oh yeah. And I mean been, I, been a I mean, fixture. He was really a pioneer in the whole audiobooks. That's right. Podcast. Most and people probably don't even know that now. Right. Patio books. Patio books. Yeah. Uh, was very early to the audiobook side of podcasting, which um, Scott Sigler um, popularized with what he was doing with with uh, his audiobooks. So you know he's also in the Hall of Fame, so it only makes sense to have yeah. Evo in there. And then more more recently, Evo has been very relevant too with what he's been doing with his podcast pontifications podcast that he does. And mm-hmm. 
really kind of pushing the envelope on on maybe different ways of thinking about the podcasting medium. And that's always good to have innovative thinking and thinking mm-hmm. that's outside of the box. Yeah. So for those listening to the show, yes, we know you didn't make it this year. Right. Right. And, yeah. you know, I, I wish we could have done more, but. I know. Yeah. I because do. we missed how many years? Four. So, you know, there's the potential of 20 or 30 people we could have. Right. You know, brought into the space. So let us knock on wood here that we keep this rocking and rolling. Well, you know, we'll see how it goes this year. Maybe there is a way that we can tweak the induction ceremony to get it to 10 people or something like that. Um, that's something that we'll have to work with. And you only get three movement. minutes of talk. <laughs> well, that's one option, right? Uh, but we are talking about podcasters here. Todd, well, well so, if you do, you know, I went back and reviewed these something. These folks are three minute podcasters. Oh, I so. went back. I went back and reviewed some stuff <laughs> and most people talk about two to three minutes. Yeah. I would agree. I, I think I did the same. So, yeah. you know, I had my little, you know, list of stuff and I still forgot to say stuff because it is what it is, but yeah. well, anyway, so uh, congratulations to uh, the inductees and yep. um, I, I think you're, I, you know, I'm pretty, how should I say? I'm pretty, pretty, uh, pre- uh, not, I'm pretty opinionated. I think you're joining a great group. <laughs> It's true. And I, th- I think that it's going to be interesting to see how the hall of fame builds out over the subsequent years too. I think w- w- one of the things about the earlier days of the medium is that it was, I think a little bit too, I guess, associated with a certain um, segments of the podcasting community and, 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 and hopefully that gets expanded. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what, um, that's what we're seeing the beginnings of here. So to be really reflective of the the scope of the podcasting medium. And mm-hmm. that's, that, that's what the goal was this year. And then, cause I, I would like to see international podcasters in this oh, absolutely. at some point. Right. And maybe, that, and maybe right. there can be something done that will help that. Yeah. And I think it's also uh, working with the international communities to come up with pioneering shows that were early to the medium that we don't, we don't necessarily automatically come to mind that maybe we weren't aware of. Cause it is true that the visibility of uh, the activities of international podcasting or podcasts that were being done outside of the U S wasn't getting a lot of visibility mm-hmm. in the early days of the medium. So there may have been some shows out there that got started early in Brazil or outside of the U S that we don't, you and I don't know about, or the, the, the inductee list doesn't know about. So I think getting feedback from outside of the U.S. is going to be important, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of awards, the podcast awards uh, registration yeah. is open. Okay. Terrific. And uh, not too much pushback yet for the increase in price and registration. Oh. Well, tell us about that, Todd. I moved it to 50. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what, wasn't it 35, it was 25? Thir- it was 30. So 30, this is a pretty right. big jump, but I, we've got work to do and right. there's stuff that we want to do to the website that you know, this year I'm trying to, going to try to budget four to $5,000 of dev work to the site. And in order to get that done again, it's, it still doesn't make me any money. It's it, last year we put every month, every penny back into it. So 
Yeah. Uh, keep our fingers crossed here that uh, doesn't that price increase doesn't kill me from a registration standpoint. But again, it's not a money maker. It's about you know honoring podcasters. Yeah, right. That is that is the goal. So for the average podcaster that registers in one category, it shouldn't be a big stretch. But we have some that will register in three or four, mm-hmm. so they might be a little more hesitant to register in so many categories. So when are you going to um, do, do the awards ceremony for for that? This well, it's going to be the same thing. International Podcast Day is oh, right now. Yep. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. I, I, I didn't know if you had changed the date or not. You know, you know, and if, if we get to the point where we can sustain a, and I hate to, I'm trying to make this so it's still affordable for the average podcaster. And, you know, I, we're still not going to get to a an award ceremony on that kind of a budget, you know, to get to an award ceremony, I'm going to have to go to, you know, to the level like the Ambies does, but that's, it's a different, it's a different deal here or not. Right. So I don't know if, I don't think we'll ever get there. And then maybe someone, you know, if we get a couple of great sponsors last year, we had Linktree came in and sponsored, which helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And if we get a couple of corporate sponsors and some of these individual categories well then maybe there's the possibility of having a small event to start off with yeah. it used to be me getting begging for space at some podcasting event standing on a stage and yeah handing out trophies those. yeah right I, I remember those and i do do remember there was conversation i think this was back in uh was it 2008 um <clears throat> back when in the early days of when you were doing this um the new media expo remember I saw this press release online or this news announcement online. I did a search for podcast hall of fame and you had actually, uh, I don't know if you ever deployed, I can't, can't remember if you ever deployed it, but you had the idea to create a hall of fame back in 2008. That's why I bought the domain name. Right. Right. And <laughs> did you, did you ever launch that? I can't no, remember. I did. didn't. I didn't, I, I didn't you so. know, I, it, and it's, you know, I kind of, well, let's just be honest. When, when, uh, when they announced the Hall of Fame with the podcast movement, I was kind of like, "Shit, <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea, right?" <laughs> and you know, they don't not blaming them, but I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> by the way, I've got the right. domain name, <laughs> right?" Yeah, because uh, I mean. I remember Rick Calvert, or actually I saw in this press release, Rick Calvert, that, that's a name that many <laughs> yeah. won't know. But <laughs> On some I, do and don't yeah. want to remember. Right, right, yeah. Um, he actually was the organizer for the New Media Expo, which is the very early podcasting conference before podcast movement um, started. And so Todd was working with him to put on the podcast awards at I believe the 2008 uh, New Media Show. Um not no the new media expo, expo yeah i don't want to confuse it with this one and and, but, um, and then yeah. we had the event <laughs> right there was a year um let us just say there was one year um that there was no well there was awards but i didn't run them oh yes those awards Yes. I believe those were in, that was in 2014. Yeah, 14. That's why in our past winners, there is no 2014 (laughs) in the list. 
people often ask me, how come? I said, well, technically wasn't mine. <laughs> or, you know, and just to get everybody to know what happened was I sold the podcast awards to New Media Expo in early yep. 2014. Right. I worked with them. The first, right. and I basically had the contract contingency right. that they didn't get the domain name until their final check cleared. <laughs> right. Well, the first check cleared and this next two bounced. So um, it by default because the way the contract was written up came back to me. And actually at that time, you probably remember the conversations. I was not really too happy about that. Right. I was right. not excited because, you know, it become this labor of abuse. <laughs> and that was the following year. I think we ran it 2015 like we normally did. And then we did a GoFundMe and raise money to get the site updated and change the whole process. And, um, right. you know, that's in its own history. <laughs> right. And there's a few people that still to this day are pissed off at me. Uh, over a few things that transpired um, at that event. Well, at the subsequent year event in 2015. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a, it was a, there were some up, upset people at that, that year's event. Too, well, that's true. Event. But, but I had been yeah. drinking that day. I was, I was four drinks in when the <laughs> thing started and I just, I just right. had to sit there and take it. Yep. And watch and shake my head and went total, you know, it was, it was this complete commercialization and it was, I was like, man, the fix is in. And, and, well, you know, if you remember correctly, um, Dr. Emily Morse was one of the co-presenters right. of that yeah. award yeah. ceremony that yeah. happened. And yeah. there was a, you know, a very, how should we say it? Commercials. <laughs> there were actual literal um, host to read commercials, host read during, commercials during the live ceremony. During, yeah. Right. During, so right. I just like, <laughs> you've got to be beeping kidding me, you know? It's just like, oh my God. Well, it's so, a metaphor for podcasts. I, I, I can see where they came up with the idea, but it's just a bad idea. Yeah. So, but but yeah. this year we did add one per, one new show to the legacy show, the fantasy football. The fantasy footballers are no longer, so the sports category folks are going to be happy. <laughs> because they are no longer eligible and they join a list of shows. Now it's up to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen shows are no longer eligible to participate. Mm -hmm. And uh, because we basically say if you win your category five times in a row, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. You're done. You're done. <laughs> and you become a you become part of the legacy group. Right. Or you could become the, the podcast that's the name of the category, right? That's right. So actually, we're going to be updating the sports category because ESPN held it before. Right. They've been upsurped by the fantasy footballers. So really, we've eliminated two huge, two huge uh, shows in the sports category. So the sports folks, <laughs> you got a chance this year. Right. <laughs> Not the same people winning every year, but right? but you yeah. know it. There was it's always tight, even regardless who won. But anyway, right. But again, I, again, uh, credit goes to Podvader for coming up with a simple solution to honor the legacy shows. So, 
Um, he sent me an email. I said, hey, dude, <laughs> you're pissing a bunch of people off. Why not this? I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah, we'll see how she goes. But anyway, enough toot my own horn here. Uh, Tom Webster says, NME was such a shambles at the end. You know, the thing I remember about New Media Expo the last year was I, I have gotten very strategic in picking booth locations. <laughs> and I had picked a booth location that the door, the main entrance door to North Hall had been right in front of me and the people would have funneled down one or two, maybe three lanes. And I was right. in one of those three lanes. So I was stoked. I got there and they had built a wall across the back. Yeah, of, I remember that. I remember and that. I was yeah. so pissed. We went from having you were the, locked out. We yeah. were we went from having the best location to absolutely the worst. They and could see you, but they couldn't get couldn't to get to me. <laughs> and I was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" And people that had picked not so well, they ended up in this great location because of. NAB having of the, of the traffic flow, of the right. traffic flow. So, yep. Yep, I remember so, that. so I, I drive my team crazy because I'm like, let's go on Google and find this venue and let's look at, you know, people, people's pictures to figure out how the traffic flows into, cause if we haven't been to a convention center, we want to know how the flow is. Right? right. Yeah. It's always been this. And this is kind of a backstory about the podcasting hosting companies that go to these conferences. It's, it's every, Every event, at least in the past, I mean, it hasn't been going on for a while now too much, but um, everybody's competing for the best booth location. <laughs> right. Right? It's like, where's the best one to go? Right. You know, where's the traffic coming through? And you got if you got the best booth, it was like, I don't know how many times you guys gave me a hard time because I got a better booth <laughs> yes, location. Right. Than you. right. It's just yeah. like for NEB. So yeah. this year we're kind of screwed because there's just you and us at NEB and there's no right. other. So, uh, you know, we're not colluding, but Rob Walsh sent me an email says, have you guys picked? I said, no, <laughs> where are you picking? And he told me and I said, okay, when it's, cause we weren't picking for like seven days later because we don't have as many points because you guys go to more events. Right. I said, we got to get as close to Rob as possible. You know, it wasn't about booth location. It was just about proximity, right? you know, so that we can, so it was kind of funny. And then we found out there's going to be, um, a couple of other companies I heard, I said, man, we, you should have talked to us. We would have told you where to pick. So we'd have been a little closer together. Yeah. Yeah. Create our own little podcast pavilion, right. there, which is what we used to have <laughs> yeah, at so the event. Right. <laughs> so I think that, I think the most, uh, booths there from podcasting that I, I, I recall, I think it was like eight companies, I think was the yeah, peak. for NAB. Yeah. yeah it's not that many. We had a little hallway. <laughs> yeah. And it's, 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 coming up and it looks like there's a good prospect that we may be doing this show live on stage oh. at NAB. You so know, it's, it, it, it's being pulled together right now. So this is a make or break year for me for NAB. Yeah. If we don't get the traffic, well, I think it's for them too. Well, here, here's <laughs> the deal. I, you know, if the traffic sucks, I won't be back. Right. I, I, I won't because it's, it's expensive to go to Vegas. You know, even it's expensive to do that show, to do any show. We're just taking, the we're taking Las Vegas two, convention center. Yeah. Right. We're taking two people. That's it. That's all we're taking NAB. And yeah. I normally take five, you know, so we're taking two and, um, it'll be what it'll be. I'm not sure if we're, I think we're taking maybe 
maybe three people, I think, at this point, but I'm yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure. On so that. it's it's just one of those situations where, you know, I, I here's what I do. I've got this form. I'm sure you guys do too. It's a pre-event form. We put all the cost, all the attending numbers, and all that stuff, and we come up with a goal. Right. <laughs> and if we don't make that goal two years in a row, I'm out. And we're not, wow. we're not going back because it's throwing good money away. I go spend it somewhere else. Right. That's, that's you know, I'll go to an event that, you know, like the new events we went to last year that were fabulous, were very, very productive for us that mm-hmm. resulted in, you know, vi- I mean, high level fortune yeah, 500 so, leads, you know? Yeah. I think so, sometimes it's good to get outside of the, of the podcasting box, right? Yeah. And yeah. get into other types of events that. Um, maybe expose you to content creators, but not necessarily existing podcasters. Yeah. Right. Different yeah. types and the different types of events, different goals and, you know, with the product, you, you guys' product line is pretty wide too. So you can target almost anything for a, yeah, for an event. So, but next week is our big week. Uh, I just, you know, I'm going to blueberries launching our new stats platform. Oh, oh so we cut, we cut the beta, yeah. we cut the beta phase one, phase one of seven phases is launching next Tuesday. Awesome. Yep. Well, that's great. It'll be yep. interesting to, to see what you guys had in mind. Oh, yes, we have had <laughs> plenty of work. There's been so, you have no idea how many meetings we've had on this thing. You I'll bet. Working with it's our, a complicated subject to, to yep. deal with. Yep. Yeah. Introducing two, two new measurement terms. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is phase one. I got more coming. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the suspense is building. Time. Oh, I'm sure. Duh. Yes. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we did. I did give uh, Mackenzie the go ahead to register for PodFest. So we will be exhibiting at PodFest. And we will be doing this show live at PodFest yep. too. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, uh, of course we'll be out of evolutions here soon. It's just around the corner. I got to get my airline tickets booked. There's a good chance that we'll be doing this show um, at that event, but it's not 100% locked mm, yet. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. We can always do the show out in the hallway. We don't have to have a stage. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we may need to at uh, Evolutions, if we wanted to be live, we may have to bring out, out our own camera and oh, laptop or something. Okay. So, so. We Ooh, shall see. Let me know as quick as you know on that so I can start planning. Uh, but yeah. I, I have an idea. Okay. The, the idea is we'll have someone coordinate with us and we will use StreamYard. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we'll That'll co- work. Yeah, we'll coordinate with someone to run the StreamYard stream somewhere else. Right. And then just loop us in and get everything up and running. So that's what, that's what we did at CES. We had right. someone, the team in Florida ran the master control and we just came in StreamYard to their mm-hmm. system and we switched ourselves and we won't be doing that because we just do a single camera thing. But when it comes to getting audio, that's another problem. How many, you know, tapping audio has always been an issue. Yeah. And I, I don't think I've told you yet, but um, Dan Franks is going to join us uh, next Wednesday. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. I'm glad I'm going to so be here. From- <laughs> From, I'm glad you are too. Um, 
yeah, Dan is Dan is the founder and um, head guy at Podcast Movement. So he's going to come in and talk to us next Wednesday about um, evolutions coming up on March 23rd through the 26th. So yes. yeah, it's coming up quick. Yep. So I've got to go out there and book some airline airline tickets right now. Holy crap! They, they're everything's a premium right now. Grocery, 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 pretty cheap uh, air ticket. How so, much was your ticket? I think it. I think I'm paying like 150 bucks what? one way. Who yeah. who are you flying with? Allegiant Alaska. Airline or something? Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm flying out of uh, JFK to. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad. That's 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 good price because everything I'm looking at out of Detroit, I'm like, holy smokes! Maybe I drive to Chicago. But, well, you never know. That might be cheaper. Right? Well, I don't want to drive three hours and deal with I Chicago know. traffic in that March. Sucks. That sucks. Because yeah. it could be snowing still. That's uh, true. That's <laughs> true. So we could move on. And there, there's a bunch of other. Kind oh, of yeah. Lots of stuff going on. Interesting things going on in the medium. And not of the least of which is Mr. Joe Rogan uh, and all the stuff that's going, spinning around him right now. Um one of them that I thought was very interesting is that the uh, the Rumble app has offered Rogan a hundred million dollars to move his show over to their platform. That's pretty. That's like an that's a major insurance policy. Can Joe and go? Hey, listen. Now. <laughs> it's a it's a negotiating. Um, oh yes, it too, is. Right? It is. Like, it is hmm. a. That's a serious. Now, of course, Joe's not going to get out of the contract easy no, because you know no. I'm sure there's all kinds of uh, you know failure to perform type of clauses that probably will cost a lot of money. So Rumble might have to put two hundred million up to get him because <laughs> <laughs> it might cost Joe a hundred to leave. Right. Right. <laughs> so I thought it was an interesting development, especially from the standpoint that I don't think Joe Rogan considers himself to be a, um, right leaning, um, person, but <laughs> no, he's never been. Well, I don't know if <laughs> Joe's right or left. I, who knows what his politics is. I don't I know, care. And that's, that, that's part of the point. Right. Um, yeah. but the main thing they not. said is you yeah. won't be censored over here. You can go ahead and talk right. about all your conspiracy theories. Right. right. <laughs> conspiracy is welcome here. That's yes. right. Yes. So I thought that was an interesting development. Um, it's uh, him pulling 70 episodes. Uh, well, they said yeah. he pulled them. I, yeah. Or was it somebody <laughs> else saying, we, you know, maybe you're, you might consider pulling these. You're costing <laughs> us. You're, people are canceling. You need to, re, you know, you need to remove right. those. Right, right, right. You know, how. <sighs> How firm of a position that really was is um, who knows. We'll never know. I, I really, Plus, we also don't know how long his deal is with Spotify oh, either. Yeah. So, but I would imagine bigger picture, this is kind of a boon for Spotify, not a problem. Over the long term, I think it is. And here's the, yeah. I noticed the one, the one podcaster that was on strike or whatever. Yeah. She's going to continue her show. Is it, um, uh, Bernine Brown, I think. Yeah, is her I name. think so. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I she wonder if stop I, doing her I, show. I wonder right. if the I wonder if the lawyers said, uh, you need to read the fine print. Right. Be careful <laughs> you, what you, you, you uh, can't do, but, you can't yeah. go on strike. And I'm just, you know, I'm just speculating. That's Todd's speculation here, okay? My opinion. 
I mean, yeah. most most contracts don't don't have out clauses that enable political positions. No. So you know, so that's that's what would be surprising about that. So, but I guess if it happens, then then we know that she was able to do it. It's either that is that the next week we'll hear about a, a class a a lawsuit filed against her for a breach of contract. So we'll see. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's a it's a double edged sword here because. Everything has become so polarized. Right. If you say, okay, as an example, I I always talk about deplatforming. People don't realize how many podcasters, businesses get deplatformed off of services. There was a gal that's got a, a health show. She doesn't talk about COVID. Right. She's... Um, giving advice and her, her main, her, her funnel platform, which is primarily, I think was used for her mailing list Mm -hmm. canceled her because they said, you're making recommendations that haven't been based on FDA and it wasn't even COVID stuff. And they, they canceled her account. So I, 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 I continued people, you know, once in a while, I'm I'm vindicated for all the times I keep telling people own your own own your own stack. Right. There's this cool thing. There's these cool applications out there that you can if you have a server, there's applications you can buy that will do everything that MailChimp does. And I'm right. not saying MailChimp is the company that canceled her, but so that's probably a bad example, but a, a MailChimp type system, there there's there's, right. there's, you can roll your own on your own dot com. <laughs> you can roll your own. It's true. What an analogy. To well, people. you know, yeah, it's right, right. okay. I'm not talking about rolling a joint. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, having control of that platform. So right. you paid for the software. They, they can't shut you yeah. off. Right. You know, and this is one of the reasons why, you know, again, I don't want to toot our own horn, but when we built PowerPress, if we go out of business tomorrow, the plugin still continues to work. Yeah. Some people have to find a new place to host, but some people use the plugin without hosting with us. So. Right. They can host it off their, off their, their website. Or they can host it. it, You know, podcast host du jour. Now we appreciate it when they do host with us, but at the same time, so I have to walk the walk here and continue to hotel podcasters you need to control your brand. You need to control your stack. If you have a funnel, you need to, you know, and, and again, this, this gal was flabbergasted. She goes, how was I, you know, I, I, I'm just doing, giving health advice, been doing it for 20 years. And now someone's well, changed. I haven't changed. Right. Right. But the market has changed. The market has changed and how businesses are so risk adverse now. If you say anything controversial, you're gone. You know, you make a news headline somewhere, you're done. So, and and again, 99.9% of people are never going to have an issue, but I I, I see it every week. Todd, do you see that reaching like a, like a critical point where it starts to swing the other way again? I mean, it gets, the censorship gets so bad that, I mean, what's the... There is no censorship if you have your own dot com. No, I realize that, but I'm just saying, um, from a 
culture perspective, what, at what point do we see pullback from extreme censorship or is this a perpetual well, motion it, type of a situation? I always watch the comedians. <clears throat> yeah. And when the comedians start bashing on it, right, then it's a sign maybe the tide is changing. But I, I think, and please, people, don't take this the wrong way. I'm, I'm just making a literal comment here. I'm not saying this is the actual fact. Mm-hmm. But I think people have, well, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. People have lost their doggone minds. And, and we can't have just, we can't have a conversation anymore. I can't say, that person's crazy. <laughs> Look at what they said. Right. You know, I can't just say that now. I have to have a, I have to be an activist. Right. You know, we used to laugh at people that did stupid things. You know, now it's like crucify him. Right. So it's not that extreme yet, but it's, it, I don't know. Is it going to come back? It's, I'm, I'm, again, I'll keep saying it again and again and again. Podcasting is the last bastion of free speech. Those that have their own RSS feed. Yeah, I certainly hope it is. Um, and, and I guess, the bigger question that I was alluding to is, is that going to abate at some point and, and start to open back up again? Or is this a, a, a pathway that's kind of like a downward funnel um, that gets more and more censorship that leads to more and more censorship, leads to more and more censorship? Well, when you, have, about it. when you have people that can't come on college campuses and speak anymore, right? then that's being ingrained. You know, what happened to being able to have a conversation we can all have, the, I don't care if you're right, left, center, pink, purple, blue, green, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I think it's, at the end of the day, it's about trust, right? It's about trust. It's about um, knowing the facts and feeling confident that whatever facts are being put out are accurate, right? I mean, or are we in an era now where it's hard to distinguish now between what's true and what's false. Okay. So 20 years ago before the internet really got rocking and rolling. Right. Who told you the news and who told you, who told you the truth? Walter Cronkite. And all those other organizations that did it. And they were trusted quote unquote. But how do we know that they were not manipulating us from, I'm not saying they were because people are going to flip out because Walter Cronkite's revered, right? And well, it's also a limited access to information causes more trust. The media controlled the funnel of, right. of information that made it to our newspapers and televisions. Well, now every Dick, Tom and Harry has a cell phone and he's putting out a TikTok video with something that's going on. How have I, you know, you know where I get my, most of my real news? I get it off TikTok. People are in Canada, you know, showing what's going on with the convoy protest you right. see the real or, thing or on or on youtube right i would say too is another place even but, though it it probably has some some levels of censorship in there too but you know I, todd these are issues that we've wrestled with, oh. with with our own platforms right um and where do you draw the line i mean it's you know we both have terms of service yep. right yeah um that have certain restrictions but those restrictions are very small oh it's very small yeah, and you say you're going to kill somebody, you're going to be off my platform. You right, do, you do something right. racist, you're going to be off my platform. Right. You, you, so you, what we've seen <laughs> is an expansion of things that qualify for that. Right. And, and I'm not sure that it's really justified. Um, 
I'm not sure that people are harmed well, from sharing a different opinion. No one... <sighs> versions of the truth change... Okay. I'm just going to go there. In the early days, <laughs> in the early days of Rona, yeah. there is n you were vilified if you said that this leaked from that lab. Okay. Right. You were yep. vilified. Right. You're taken off the air. You are, you were censored. Right. You can't say that because it hasn't been verified. Right. It's, but guess what? That's what their justification So was. now guess what they're talking. The, 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 the narrative has changed. Oh, well, probably, or maybe, and you know, there's still no proof, but you, now you're, it, it's, 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 so we have to learn that we, you can't trust the media. Sometimes you can't trust the government. You have to make an educated decision yourself on what you think is real and live your life. But it, at the same time, Todd, it's also true that information comes out over time, right? Just like what happened with the Joe Rogan interviews, right? Right. But information comes out over time that changes people's opinions. Right. About but things, you, but you weren't, right? but the thing is, okay, why couldn't a people had an opinion in the right. very beginning that this was the case without being vilified. That's the problem. Right. That's the problem is, okay, yeah. maybe I, I don't agree with you. I think you're wrong. I think this was, you know, something that happened naturally or whatever. I think you're wrong. Yeah. What, what's wrong with saying that instead of being crucified? So, yeah, yeah I think it's, it's always linked up with vested interests, right? Um, Follow the money. Right. And that may be what's really behind all this, yeah. um, is that the, there are interests that have, you know, everybody's has a, some level of bias about things, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It depends on what their motivation is for having that bias. You know, having spent 25 years in the military and doing what I did, I don't trust, you know, there, I have a very strong opinion about what happened. <laughs> right. right. I've had to keep that to myself. Well, there's you, no, there's no denying that million, you know, we've lost what, how many millions of people from this thing and all this, you know, so those, worldwide, right. right. Yeah. And there's no denying that, but yeah, yeah. You just, the devil's it. in the details though, mm -hmm. right? Because we'll it, never know because the Chinese because will never. Is it COVID or is it the combination of COVID and. I think COVID pre, ampl amplified pre, it. Pre-existing conditions, right? Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think COVID, right. the whole COVID thing. Right. Amplified this desire to silence people that have a differing opinion. They might be completely wrong. <laughs> and history does have a, there, there's lots of examples of people getting things early incorrectly. So, and there's sometimes people get it right early, early. And they, and they get discredited I, until I was, it gets verified. I was vilified for years saying own your own dot com, have your own feed. For right. years. Oh, that's crazy. People will never ever change business models and you know yeah. well, it still only happened to a small percentage. <laughs> but, but yet at the same time, you know, what's happening with that is that's what journalism is, right? There's no if more journalism. No, but I mean, it, the, the disclosure of unknown information, right. right. Has always been seen as journalism. 
right? It's the investigative reporter that's breaking the story, right? That's yeah. always been the the mantra that I grew up with, right? And now all of a sudden, any journalist that does that is demonized, right? But, but again, and and some people are going to come after me, I'm sure, after the show. But again, this is we're, we're just trying to have a conversation here about the conversation people are having. I'm not making right. any claims. I'm not, you know, I'm not a right. doctor and, you know, all this stuff. And, and, you know, you and I love talking about this topic because it, it cuts to the chase of what we've been through mm-hmm. in the podcasting space for many years. Joe is like, he's like a poster child for it right now. Right. right. And, and but is it justified? Rob. Or not? It's only the tip of the, tip of the arrow. There's a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot more fodder for the new media show. That's, there's a lot of shows out there that are, you know, putting stuff out there. Going, hmm, okay, all right. Yeah, right, right. You know, and some, you know, and they, it is so, but they're not Joe Rogan stature. So yeah. they don't get the same. You know, um, <laughs> one thing that I made a post on, I don't know if you saw this, Todd, I made a post on Facebook about, uh, and this dovetails very closely to my views of Joe Rogan, um, and what he's done for podcasting. And, and this, this post that I made is what are the three major aspects of a great podcast? Right. Oh, I know. I bet you one of them is controversy. Well, I, I didn't specifically call that out, (laughs) but if you, if you really think about it, right, the, the key areas of number one, what's the first one? Good value content, right? Sure. A combination of educational, entertainment, informational, and interaction, right? Right. Yeah. While being able to tell good, short, and long stories. Yep. Right. Okay. That's the premise of number one, right? So think about Joe Rogan in that context. Educational, entertaining, informational, and interaction. Yep. Does he check all those boxes like Absolutely. anybody else in the medium? Nails it on the, just knocks it out of the ballpark. Yeah. So everything he's, he's doing and he, I think he genuinely is curious. I think some people suppose, suppose that he's doing this controversial content, um, purposely just to stir things up. I think he genuinely is interested in these topics to find out the truth. I think so too. Yeah. Right. So you can tell it in why he's getting millions of people listening to him is because he comes across as authentic. Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's lying about anything. He's speaking from his heart. Right. He's speaking from his brain. He's speaking right. logically about these topics. And we're not always and, right when we're talking about stuff. Right. And it's not always <laughs> him that, that right, puts right. out the controversial stuff. That's it's his guess. Right. Right. So, you know, him getting demonized by this is really kind of unfair, but he's also a great kind of poster child for mm-hmm. what a terrific podcast is, I think. So what's the other points? What's the other two? Uh, is to create emotion in your listeners, um, and be really, uh, real and personable and talk to one person and show care and appreciation and consideration for all involved. Right. And be primarily be real and authentic Mm -hmm. and check number two, Joe, Joe checks that box big time. So, and then number three creates consistent and good sounding audio quality. Um, on a regular and predictable schedule. Here's what Joe checks that box too. Here's what I learned as a young teenager. Right. My grandpa, God rest his soul, died at 99, but he was the best, I call it jawing. Friends would come over, 
Mm-hmm. He chewed tobacco and drank a cold beer, true Irishman. And he would uh, get on a topic and I'd look at him kind of sideways. I'm like, what are, what are you, what position are you taking? And he was the master at playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. to get a rise and get a, a very boisterous conversation going. Mm-hmm. And people would not necessarily know he was playing devil's. I knew, but it would, and he had fun with that. He would, he, yeah. he would have made a great podcaster today, but you know, in oftentimes I'd be like, wow, what was that? He said, I just wanted to give the old boys a hard time, you know? And, um, so for me, it was about, cause otherwise, if you always agree with, you know, if you, if you, if, if you say, Rob, this remote control is black right. and it's got yellow and green buttons and, and blue buttons on it. And you, you tell me, no, Todd, that, that's red. Right. <laughs> well, we can have an argument about it, right? And so it's, but you have a well, conversation. Todd, it has red in it. Right, we have a conversation. It must be red. <laughs> that's right. We have a conversation. And maybe it's not right. a good analogy here, but the, the thing is, it was a conversation, you know? And, um, we can't have conversations anymore. You have to be conformist. Yeah. And it really stifles one's ability to, um, I think create a compelling program, compelling program. I mean, if, if you're not willing to question things Mm -hmm. and, and explore other ways of looking at situations and stuff, that's kind of primarily what a podcast is supposed to do, or many podcasts are supposed to do that kind of thing. And if you're pulling the rug out from underneath them, it's not going to make as good a show as possible. I don't do it as much as, as I used to, but once in a while, um, on my tech show, I would, I call it, you know, basically I'm going to get on soapbox and it was basically my bully pulpit to go on blast. And it was using some policy or, you know, one of the things I'm really irritated right now with is, you know, the government's getting ready to give billions of dollars to internet service providers to quote unquote expand their networks and bring universal internet to everybody in the country. Well, they've done this two or three times and they flushed that money down the toilet, you know, and not really expanded. So for me, it's a really, it pisses me off. And I talk about it all the time from a look what they didn't do with that money and look at how this is being wasted. And yet half the, uh, all of rural America is stuck on 15 megs down and three up like me. Mm-hmm. And so of course it's a personal thing, but boy, I tell you, sometimes I start getting on that rant and people get upset and they provide feedback and, but there's, it's a different perspective. They live within a service area of a charter or whoever, and they can get right. one gig internet for $99 a month. Right. And so it's all about perspectives sometimes too. But, you know, I don't necessarily be controversial, but, you know, sometimes I get replies back to the show that would be like, you've lost your mind. (laughs) You know, this is great thing. This is a great thing we're doing. But I'm like, well, look at the history of where they've spent money before. Not did. So I think it's a little different topic. It's not talking about the topics Joe has been called out on now, you know, he has to live with some of his language too. He, you know, but again, 
how much it yeah. was taken out of, con- you know, it's all about the context. Right. And yeah. I- I'm not trying to defend him. You know, I don't have anything to do with his content. Matter of fact, I don't even listen to his show. So, you know. Yeah, I I don't listen to it every time he does a show either, but occasionally I'll pop in and listen to what he has to say to get a get an idea. Right. Of what's going on. So, yeah, it's a here, you know, we and it, it seems like a recurring theme here, but I I think we all and all of you that are listening to this understand the I hope you do. I hope you appreciate the 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 special thing we have here because do we want Spotify to be the gatekeeper of content? Do do we want Amazon to be the gatekeeper of content? Well, I think they're going to try, Todd. I think all those big companies are going to try and be considered a gatekeeper. There's no question. Uh, that's what big companies, big media companies have always done. And, um, and whether or not they're, they're going to be a hundred percent successful at it is a big question. And ultimately they are responsible to their shareholders, their owners, the board of directors, performance, yep. subscriber numbers. So yep. it's all boils down to hundred dollar bills. You know, or million dollar bills. A million dollar. You know, that's what it ultimately yeah. boils down to. So companies are going to make a decision mm-hmm. based upon how it's affecting. You know, if Joe starts hurting the the bottom line enough, they'll bail on him. They'll let him go. If he hurts their bottom line enough, he'll be gone. But there's there's a teeter to point, right? It's like there's a balancing act they're playing now, and hopefully they'll get through this. And it'll all level out. But if mm-hmm. something happens and it goes too far, they'll say, okay, this is too big of a liability. You're out of here. And he'll be back in the midst of the rest of us with a public RSS feed and still be on the air. So it'd be probably bigger than ever. Right. right. So, so I, so I think t- taking him off of Spotify, isn't going to silence him. So thus the beauty yeah. of what we have and what's possible. We, we started this space because and and some of you get mad when I do this, but we double fingered the media and the the gatekeepers early on in this space because I couldn't get on MS, I couldn't get on Xbox, I couldn't get on these other platforms. I wasn't who was I as nobody, right? Or in, a big cable network. Right? In the scheme of things, I'm still nobody. I'm a I'm a podcaster, right? Right. In the whole big world of, the, of this. So, but guess what? I control my show. Right. And no one can tell me no. And Todd, I'm, I'm sure you're seeing this too, but you're seeing alternative platforms start to pop up that are not censoring. But uh, there will, right. they, you know, will they survive? Well, if, yeah, well, that's always the question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always... It's, it's, uh, it also is a demonstration of that. There's an alternative pathway here, um, that people can aggregate around free speech mm-hmm. and people are willing to build platforms to support that. And if they scale and get bigger than the legacy media, then guess what? The legacy media made a mistake. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, 
you know, I, I, again, I think there's room. I can, the problem is, I, I, I just, I don't know. Something has changed. And I guess I'm not a psychologist. I don't, you know, I, I can sit here and look at it, but I, I see it when I go places. You know, I see, I see it, how people are just, just things have changed. And, you know, <laughs> my, speak, going back to my grandfather, he's, this country's going to hell in a handbasket, you know? And, uh, you, you know, and, and, and I would, I looked at him back at that time. I'm like, what do you mean? This is the best country, best time ever. Right. Right. You know, and so my perspective wasn't, I didn't have 90 years of perspective, right? And yeah. I wasn't living in 1907. I was, you know, born in the 60s as a, you know, boomer. So, right. but now I sometimes feel myself going, this country's falling to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The longer you've been around, the more perspective you have. It's about perspective. In the past. Right. right. It's about right. perspective. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So how's my, my, my beard coming along here, Todd? Yeah, is it, I mean, uh, is it, is it working out? Okay. Yeah, it's doing good. Salt and pepper in there. It's doing fine. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to stay with me, but, uh, I am liking the fact that I don't have to shave as much. Well, like it's more, this is more it's work. Trimming. This is more work than shaving. It's, it's, it's using a little electronic trimmer. Yeah. About every three me. days and, and then yeah. I have to shave around the edges and on my neck. So it's <laughs> and because it's still I, shaving somewhat and because I shave my head then, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So yes, beard update. We both still have our beards. <laughs> I faced the peer pressure and uh, caved. So yes, you did. Yes. And you know, that's kind of funny because don't eat me, James Cridland. He, he was, he, <laughs> he was, the, he it. was the instigator. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> James, James likes to instigate lots yeah. of things. Yes. So I told you, maybe I told you last week we were running on borrowed time because I had a, uh, a switch that was not working and I was worried about something being bumped in power. Well, that got changed up, but I've taken myself two shows to get things fixed because it was all underneath the audio rack. Oh. So the audio was down on one show and then I only had right channel in one show. So in really what it ended up being was I, I was looking at the mixer and I'm like, I've got all the channel inserts pulled. I've got all, it's got to be the mixer. So I start mashing every button standing with a headset beside my mixer. And I finally found the switch that had just a little dirt in it. Mm -hmm. And I pulled really, up on it. All, it was. all was a little dirt in a switch. And I pulled up on it and I got both my channels back. I'm like, and I had a, a cover, excuse me, over this thing. But this most stupid thing caused you 45 minutes of misery trying to figure yeah. out what's wrong with the, with the audio stack and yeah, um, yeah but we're all, we're all good everything is back to working again that's good that is good so the chat room's been kind of busy uh they uh, ed says all things change make the change a good one rick says truth has become relative Mike says, facts are facts until proven wrong. If we can't discuss facts without getting canceled, how are we going to get the truth? <laughs> and then yeah, um, Tom Webster made a comment, and I, I didn't get to say any more because we were in the middle of the conversation. But Rumble, 
basically got themselves multi-million dollars worth of free advertising. It cost them nothing. And a little, and it, you know, it could have been considered a publicity stunt. Oh, so, as far as putting out that, that information. Yeah. About offering. Yeah. Offering the, the Joe. Yep. Yeah. But otherwise but it's, it's a smart tactical PR move. Yep. Right? Lots of moves going on in talent going places and people repping people. That seems like the only thing it's been in pod news right lately. And I saw that uh, pod chaser put out a top 25 list. Yeah. And it's an interesting list because yeah. there's names there that I've never seen before. Right. It's all yeah. a matter of perspective, isn't it? It depends on the pool of content that yeah, you have, right? That's right. It's, it, it's always going to determine it's, it's, it's why in some of the hosting platforms, Spotify looks bigger than Apple than in other mm -hmm. hosting platforms. It's the, it's the content makeup, um, is what's different on all these platforms. And so you're going to get a different list. It's the same, you know, I also noticed that the Edison, Tom, uh, put out their top 50 list. Yeah. They, they did their updated well, list. Yeah. Right. For 2021. So data based on 8,000 interviews with podcast consumers and, uh, no change. Mr. Joe Rogan experience is number one. You see Pat Flynn has, uh, launched his own hosting platform. I, I saw that. Yeah. So how, do you think Pat has as much influence as he used to have? Um, probably, I don't know. That's a good question. To a certain really crowd, sure. to a certain crowd, he probably does. I, I'm just not sure, actually. I mean, I know that he's a big speaker at events, yeah. right? So he does a terrific job on stage and putting on quite a performance. And, well, and I know he does a terrific he's job got his, his own podcast. He's got his own conference, you know, so right. that people pay right. big money to go to. And he's a, he's a terrifically smart guy yep. and presents well and. So I would imagine he still has quite a bit of influence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how, how that's been affected by COVID, it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. hard to tell. And of course, they had the iHeart Podcast Awards. Ah, they did, yes. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, thanks for the analysis. There were uh, a third were indie. 38% of them were female and just four winning podcasts were from iHeart, which is interesting. Yeah. That's a little bit of a change because it used to be a iHeart love fest. Well, they, I think they also faced a lot of criticism for having too many shows win too. <laughs> so. But um, there's so many new podcasts coming out. I just can't keep straight of what's yeah. going on. But here's something that this show got affected by was Google. Really? Google oh. is randomly switching podcasts and its apps to point to pirated copies with ads. Well, oh. what it was is, remember, we used to have a new media show listing on Spreaker. Right. And there was an RSS feed over there for well, this. I, I posted, yeah, that, that's true, and I posted episodes of this show to the Spreaker live show. That's remember? right. So, the new media shows feed on Google podcasts got switched to Spreaker and it, oh. it was, it took me, I don't know. Me, it's, I had to escalate I, twice in Google. They, they, what I had to do was I had to accept, I had to verify that feed. I didn't want to verify it. 
I had to oh. verify it. Then I had to pick of the three feeds Google has detected. And I don't know how they got three because one of them should no way be in there. I then had to say again, which one was primary, but I've done that before. They're randomly updating which feed they're pulling. So please be sure that if you haven't checked your show over on Google podcasts, that you do so make sure that's being pulled from the correct feed. Right. And, uh, now, mine wasn't a pirate situation. This was our own self-doing right. by putting the new media show over on Spreaker. So, but other people have had pirated feeds picked up by Google. And Jason Calcanis notices one of his shows, All In, switched to a, a feed that it wasn't supposed to be. I thought the, the new media show that was over in Spreaker was just a pass-through show. Well, that's what I thought too, but apparently Spreaker has an, uh, a public hey, RSS feed for that show. For, for that show. Okay. I thought I, I thought I turned that off. Well, that's. It a, got turned back on again. Something somehow. got turned on. So you, you okay. have to go claim. Now for my situation was, is the email address that was on Spreaker and the email address in my Google podcast account was the same. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to do any verification. I was able to claim it real quick and then make the change. Oh, that's good. But, but it was just annoying. And I, I honestly wrote a little pissy, pissy, very pissy email to Google. And they, because I was having a hard time and they admitted that there was a issue and they escalated it up and basically so that I could get the feed changed back. But I had already told them what the primary feed was. So that's what irritates me. Something's going on over there. Um, With Google? Yeah. And they do have a way to report a pirated podcast as well. Apparently Google has, has something. Well, let me look here. What James, James put a link up. How to report a pirate podcast. Do a search for a pirate. Got to do a DMCA. Yeah. So, you, you know, you have to do a, a DMCA takedown of that to get it removed but um and you know uh, same thing with podland they had the same problem switched in december from podcast host buzzsprout to a 301 redirect on captivate the former host so apparently captivate didn't take the the feed offline when they moved mm-hmm. but oh by the way ladies and gentlemen if you ever redirect your RSS feed to a new host Mm -hmm. and um, keep publishing on the old platform, your, your podcast not going to (laughs) update. What would would lead you to that conclusion, Todd? I don't know. Um, hmm, Interesting. Yeah. I guess that redirect is supposed to automatically redirect all the episodes too, right? Is that the idea behind that? Yeah. So, so it, it just redirects the feed. It's, yeah. There's a little bit of confusion on that. I know um, some platforms will, I, I know Spreaker did this for a while before they did pass through where you could import the RSS feed and it would automatically pull the episodes right uh, from your RSS feed into a new account. Now right? they, we, that's part of PowerPress and Blueberry. If you create it, if you know, if you've got an existing podcast, we, yep. you know, we ask you, do you want to move the media and we migrate it? So yep. Yeah, so don't confuse that with what we're saying. Right, right. It's, right. it's a different deal. Yeah. 
But anyway, I just, I, you know, I saw that. I, I kind of, you know, it was, here's, that's ironic. I'm like, well, that sucks. I said that to myself when I read that on Pod News about the Google thing. And then three days later, you know, I, I'm like, hmm, I better go. You just kind of something rang in my head. I'm like, well, I better go check the listings. And sure enough, I was over there and yeah, I had a few choice words to say <laughs> in my computer screen. <laughs> Todd, I just saw saw another little interesting little twist in the listing for the new media show and uh, in in Google. It's got um, alternative like search results on the right hand side of the screen. So if you go in and do a search for newmediashow.com and it says see results about and it will list the 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 new media show and then right below it'll say the new media show TV program. I don't know if you saw that. Oh not. no! So so you click over to that. So I get a search for new media show. Right. Actually, search the new media. The show. The new media show. Okay. And it comes up with a page that says uh, TV program, mm. and it says it's got a little button on the right that says watch show. It's like a little checkbox. Oh, you can I, check. I don't see that when I'm looking for. Oh, you don't. All right, let me. Okay, I search for the new media show on Google Podcasts. Right at podcastgoogle.com. That's where you're at. Yeah. Search yeah. for the new media show. Okay, but I did that. Yeah, I searched actually for new media show, and it came up with like a little column on the right hand side of the screen that listed the audio episode, and then it says TV program. And then I clicked on the TV program and it goes to a page that looks like, um, is about the video side of podcasting huh? of the show. Oh, really? That's what it looks like. Hmm. You have to send me some screenshots because I do not see, of course you can't see what I'm seeing here. So if I click on that button, it says watch show. Yes. What happens? If I click on that. It says this improves the movie and show recommendations from Google. So if I watched it, I check this box and it says you can edit your watch list. So you can create a video watch list in Google. It looks like. But you don't find the, the, the case. I'm just doing incognito window here. So you don't see the actual video portion of the show. Then on the left-hand side of the screen is a, um, is a just a link to the 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 website is what it is. Yeah. So I'm seeing explore show subscriptions queue add by RSS feed on the left and nothing on the right. Right. So is this okay. just general Google search results? Yeah. Oh, I'm on. Okay. Let me let me try this again. Yeah. Right. The and then, right. then below that box on the right, it says about, did you like this TV show? And it has a up and down thumb. Mm -hmm. All right. So let me go ahead and look. Oh, I'm, I got it. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, let's see here. Let me bring this up in the other browser. For those that um, realize that there are such thing as a video podcast. Um, All right. So, okay. So now I've got the screen up. I'm clicking on the new media show TV program. Right. And then it says, oh, that's weird. It has some, oh, okay. It doesn't really show the, it said watch show, watched it. Yeah. You, oh. Watch list. And then one is watched. Huh. 
So I'm not sure in the context of that. It thinks we're a TV show. Well, are are we a TV show, Todd? Uh, no. <laughs> so we're a video that's in YouTube. Maybe they consider about, that to be. Did you like this TV show? And then it says Chris talks about the 19 year old naked scientist and brand spanking new. Okay, that. That's not us. That's not us. So let me unclick that like. And it doesn't really give me an, all it does is show, yeah, it shows a new media show as a TV program. That's what's weird. Right. And it's the new media show. Yeah. Which I think is our old, our old video podcast feed had that title in it. Yeah. Hmm. I think we changed it to just new media show. Yeah. Well, we can re-verify that right now because this is the video RSS feed. And uh, Apple F. Oh, it's still, the description is still listed, the new media show in our video, in our video link. So that's interesting. I have to go in and update that description. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the iTunes summary is still the new media show too as well for that feed, for the video feed. So why this is relevant is that we, we published the full video right. of this show into an RSS feed. So you can download it yeah, in so a- Apple Podcasts. or. So now they're calling us a TV places. show. Well, that's, hey, Rob, congratulations. We're, we're now a TV show. <laughs> Which you can. I can, I can watch us in the YouTube app on right, Roku. Right, so, right. Right. Huh. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Well, yep, yep. It just goes to show you that Google is uh, runs home to mama on video, doesn't it? I think video is an important. Um, it's becoming important important again to podcasting. Do you see more shows? Well, we see a lot of shows doing live, but m- yeah. the majority of them do not publish them as a podcast RSS. They they put on YouTube or. Right. wherever live stream or right. But I think a lot of people don't realize that in the early days of this medium, that was like 30% of the podcasting was video podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that that's going to come back to that degree, but at least on the RSS side, but certainly YouTube is exploding in the convergence between podcasting and video. Yeah. And then you're seeing TikTok too, and it's going to be interesting to see how TikTok impacts um, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are kind of negative about TikTok too, about its potential impact because they don't monetize as well. So, hmm. yeah. I'm looking at the uh, websites. Last episode, the audio and video player are not there. Uh, maybe I got a caching thing going on. That's weird. I can go to the site and see what's yeah. going on from my perspective. Let me open an incognito window. That always fixes it. Oh, that's something's going on there. The player's not there. It's not there for the other episodes. Huh. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't see it for the last episode. Yeah, that's bizarre. All right. Well, I guess I gotta fix that after the show. Yeah. That was some, very odd. Some hmm. code code bug in the embed. Yeah. And it's for both, so who knows? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, uh, 
we've uh, we're the twenty six minutes after, so we've we've come all all the way here. Did we, we bore you folks today? Are we talking too much about Rogan? <laughs> you know. Well, everybody else is Todd, so we should have a <laughs> shot at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw someone about the saying that they Spotify did not have a a uh, you know a, a, some sort of basically they had no plan for Rogan or something to that effect. I just like, Oh yes, they did. They're making money. Um, well, building their subscriber base is what they're doing. Well, up until a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well, that's true. But so you, know, you drive that many eyeballs to something or earballs in this case. So the you're bound to pick up some new customers. Yeah. The tickets go on sale for the podcast show 2022 here in the, in the UK. Oh, yeah. Right. That's true. So, uh, you know, I it's guess. actually going to happen, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that show's been in the works for like the last three years. So, yeah. 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 And it's, it's sad because it's, it's right up against Podfest, you know, and so they're. Yeah. And it's looking like I may be speaking at, uh, at Radio Days Europe in, in May. So. Oh. Yeah, so maybe heading out to to Sweden for that. Uh, I've got something else cooking in Sweden, but uh, I can't talk about it yet. What? Yes. You're going to Sweden too? Yeah, maybe. We'll wow. see. I guess that's a hotbed of activity. Yeah, now. it is. It's um, techie related. I'll just say that much. <laughs> yeah. There's some tech out in that part of the world. Definitely. It's not, I'd love to go. I've never been, so it'd be cool to go to Sweden. Yeah, know? I've been there before. I went there on a basketball touring team. I might have to, you know, like go for, I might have to take a few days of vacation too. If I'm, while I'm there, I might as well, you know, what, what do you go see in Sweden in the summer? Well, it's, it's a very natural setting. Uh, of there. course. I mean, I mean, popping over to Oslo would be a good idea too. So well, that's, to, that's in Norway. Right. Popping over there is a good idea. Going, making sure you go to Stockholm, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but Oslo is terrific. Copenhagen is great. Um, so, you know, getting out in nature a little bit is probably a good idea in those countries. Hmm. I guess that's not the tourist attraction. You know, I guess if you go to, to uh, where's that word? There, well, you know, there's there's marijuana shops everywhere here, so. <laughs> I don't know if it's, that's a good question. I'm not sure if it's legal there or oh, not. Oh, that's right. Which country it's, which country is it where the people, where they have pot shops? Uh, that's, uh, that's in Norway or Netherlands. Is it, Norway? Is it Netherlands? I think it's in the Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> yeah. The, the country that's going to get flooded out if the sea level rises. Yeah. So my, yeah. my situation here is about rate change. It looks like, uh, you know, I've got a pot shop right here right behind this wall. Oh, you do wow. <laughs> right, right there. There's a dispensary. And then in a couple months, there's going to be another one on the other wall. So I'm going to, wow. I'm going to be sandwiched between two dispensaries wow. and no, I don't smell. I don't smell any weed <laughs> coming through. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably can't legally smoke it. In no, stores, they cannot. So. They cannot. Right, They're not allowed right. to. So, no. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, I guess I'll open a hot dog stand in the middle or something. You know that that I'm sure there's going to be some <laughs> some munchies going on. So they're of course they can't consume it. So I don't know why that would be the yeah, case. Well, but, maybe they arrive. But out in the parking lot, maybe. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, out there selling food, snacks. Right, right. <laughs> Prepare. You know, it's it's like the contingency snacks that you need to have with you when you yeah, get to your right. destination to partake. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. All right, oh, everybody. Yeah, we, all right. Well, it was great to come back with the show. And I guess next week we'll have uh, Mr. Dan Franks. Yeah. We'll find out. Play, what's... play his little jingo there, Todd. Oh, do you, if, do you have if, it handy let's, there? See, let's see here. You, was I ready? Uh, no, but hang on. I can, I can do this pretty quickly, maybe. <laughs> I'm not like Adam Curry. Oh, here we go. Don't eat me, James. Oops, wrong one. Here we go. Dan Franks. Talking about Mr. Danny Boy. Talking. Dan Franks. We're talking about Dan Franks. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to thank uh, the folks for the jingles. If you want to create a jingle for the show, feel free to to knock one out for us. We're always looking for, for jingles, fun stuff to do. Right. That's true. Yeah, I think that's, of course, as much as we were talking about Rogan, we should have been playing this one. You've got Joe Rogan. (laughs) Hello, freak bitches. (laughs) I forgot we had that. I forgot we had that one. And of course, we've got this one here. Don't eat me, Tom Webster. (laughs) We got two for for Tom. Tom Webster had a great point. Huh? Wait, what? (laughs) That phrase makes me nervous. Right. Oh. oh yeah, infinite well. dial and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you I got know. them all there. Todd. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys are sick of the uh, sick of our jingles here, so I won't play with you much more. We'll get we'll get out of here. All right, I'm Todd at blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. I'm uh, Rob Greenley I'm at Rob Greenley on Twitter. And then uh, you can send me an email if you want, uh, Rob G at Lipson.com. Um, or you can go check out my website, Rob Greenlee.com. Um, so there's always something going on on all the social media platforms too. And the views of this show, the, the views of this show is uh, by the host only, not reflective of our prospective companies. So let's just keep that in mind right. in case someone is like, I'm going to complain. So, uh, you know, just keep that and, you know, we're, we have fun. So, uh, all right, everybody, we'll see you next time here yep. on the new media show. Everyone take care. Bye-bye. Bye.